Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John episode 17. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. <laughs> Chuck. Join us. And Jenny. Nostrovia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So guys, when we last left off... <laughs> When we last left off, you heard a broadcast from KYW, or at least Lenny and Walter did, saying that there was a grisly scene in the Northeast and that Millie was found dead and mutilated, along with the body of an unknown male and the dismembered remains of respected art curator Vanessa Bellagrosso. Damn. Spooky. So... Walter and Lenny definitely hear this in the morning. Heather, are you awake early enough to hear this? Like, mm, what time? I don't time? think you slept I was the gonna say, and it's, I, Yeah, I didn't sleep for like two nights. It was an hour in there That's somewhere true. in like two days. So probably Let's start you off with a constitution not. roll then. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to need a hard pass for you to stay up. Okay. Come on, new dice. Be a pal. I'm going to take a hit point back. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. If you're down hit points, it's a new day. Can, can I use... I got 38, but I have a 35 for a hard pass. Well, if you want to go to sleep, just fail it. All right, I'm just going to fail it. I mean, okay. it's like two days right. now. I'll find out. Yeah, you haven't slept at all. It makes sense that you would be so tired that you couldn't stay up. Yeah. So, Heather, you're knocked out. Um, we're going to say you are knocked out until 1 p.m. Uh, but what is uh, Lenny and Walter doing in the meantime? They both heard this in the morning. Man, I would imagine Walter would be pretty depressed still and probably still pretty tired. Eat up. Yeah, I might actually uh, turn back in and sleep a little bit longer. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm still missing hit points, too. Try to hide from so. the uh, responsibility and guilt of all the things that happened yesterday. I think I'm going to enjoy like the refreshing weight off my shoulders that this whole statue business is hopefully over. <laughs> uh, I mean, probably mostly just relax for the day. Uh, I don't think there's nothing... I can do on a Sunday that I need to, so I'm chilling. So that's how you guys are spending your day. You guys are chilling, recuperating uh, for Sunday. Heather, you're kind of doing the same thing. Let's get into the afternoon. Do you guys just kind of continue to chill out? Uh, probably not. I think at some point you probably get some food and shower and shave and all that shit. Try to okay. face some semblance of a normal uh, day. Walter, just going through your head constantly is Millie saying, uh, well, I guess maybe we could have a rain check. Maybe we could have a rain check. Maybe we could have a rain check. That part where I was like, yeah, I'd like that, Millie. That probably uh, yeah. echoes in his head, too. He's probably mm -hmm. replaying the conversation like, I should have said this, or I should have said that, or could have, should have, would have. Exactly. Won't you come to dinner with me, Walter? <laughs> Walter, uh, you do eventually get up, though, and 
you're starting your shit. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, you're starting uh, to cook some food. Probably nothing that substantial even. No, I was no, I would say thinking as usual, like hungry. peanut butter toast and maybe a banana or something with coffee. Yeah. I didn't really have much of an appetite. Gotcha. Right. Uh, but he knows he's got to eat, so. So, um, Heather, you get rudely awakened at 1 p.m. by your phone going off. Uh, hello? Hi, is this Heather's snake hole? Um, it is. Who's, who, can I ask who's asking? That's how you say that. Uh, Miss Snakehole, this is Detective Thompson. Oh, no. I'm um, calling regarding, uh, your aunt, and I'm sorry to tell you that she has passed. I've been reassigned her case because it looks like she has died under mysterious circumstances. Oh my God! Uh, where did where did they find her? Like, where, where, what happened? What do you? I like how you're pretending like you don't know. I know. Because <laughs> I woke up late, but <laughs> mysteriously, her heart was cut out and burned. Well, I want to spare you the details, but your aunt's body was kind of mutilated. Um, she was also found there with the remains of two other individuals. Found where? She was found in her house with the two other individuals. And we were just wondering, when was the last time that you had contact with your aunt? Well, I saw her yesterday at around, what was that, like three? I was helping her get okay. ready. Did she mention that she was uh, having any other plans that night, meeting up with anybody? Do I like, uh, do I like trust him? I don't think you do, honestly. I wanna lie to him and just be like, no. I mean, she didn't say anything. We were just, I was just visiting and helping her rearrange her house. Okay, I am going to give Detective Thompson because I have an actual sheet for him. I'm going to give him a psychology roll. Fuck. Snake. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> what, what, did you, what did you say to him last, that you don't really know anything about it? No, that I just went over to help her clean her house and rearrange some furniture and rugs. And you don't know anything beyond that? Yeah. He... Seems to sound over the phone anyway, like uh, he believes you. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, thanks, uh, Miss Snakehole. I'm sorry again uh, about your aunt. If there's anything that comes to mind about your last contact with her or what may have happened or who she may have met up with, please give me a call. All right, I will. Thanks. And he hangs up with you. How do you like it, motherfucker? He fucking knows. <laughs> God damn it. Does he knows. He? I think he does. The whole, if you know anything else. Oh. You, well, you were all, all for giving him info before, so why would he not go yeah. to you first, right? And being family and, and stuff that he's already uh -huh. contacted. You were like, I mean, he's already very much not a fan. Nice he's in the room when... You were playing junior detective yeah. before, and then, like, 
you know, repeatedly calling him. So um, I wonder if he's caught on. When you were in Chucky's office, he was there saying like, oh, tell her and her boyfriend to chill the fuck out. Yeah, hang back. So Heather, after you hang up your phone, uh, you notice that uh, you have the smell of like uh, bacon and eggs in the air. Hmm. And uh, you follow the smell to the kitchen. And uh, what do you know? Krusty Bottoms is over there. Of course, her actual name is Ginger. And she is uh, frying up some bacon and eggs. And she says, uh, oh, hey there, sleepyhead. Hey. What is her real name again? I'm so sorry. Ginger. Okay. Hey, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Krusty Bob. Hey, Cr- uh, Ginger. What's up, Crust? Uh, yeah, I don't say it that happy. I'm just like, hey, Ginger. <laughs> All right, and she says, uh, she says, hey, uh, making up breakfast today. Got something to celebrate? Oh yeah, what's that? Well, I'm getting a big paycheck. Finally got a good acting gig. Oh my God, that's amazing. Where? What are you doing? Well. Putting on some play, some obscure thing that I've never heard of, but, you know, uh, apparently it's an older play, but uh, this, well, I don't know if you know the directors around here, but have you ever heard of Derek Bradshaw? No. Give me a history roll. Okay, yeah. That's better. Mm Mm-mm, 29, and I don't have anything in it it just says five percent okay well she says to you uh well Derek Bradshaw uh, was uh pretty big in the Philadelphia art scene and uh, has directed several plays a lot of off-Broadway things things that haven't quite made it to Broadway but got pretty close to it and he's putting on a production now of this weird play uh it's called The King in Yellow you ever hear of it? No, I haven't. I haven't heard of it, but I don't. I don't know a whole lot of plays and stuff like that. He says, "Well, the weirdest thing about it is that they uh, gave me just my lines to memorize. I don't have anyone else's lines in the script or anything like that." You know, Derek uh, insists that we do things like this. He's kind of a taskmaster, and you know, when you don't do what he wants, he'll let you know if you know what I mean. How do you even know what it's about? How do you know when to come in and say your lines? That's the thing. I'm not sure. But he has this method of doing it. I'm, I don't even know. Like, It doesn't make sense out of context even. But hey, he's giving me the paycheck and uh, I'm going to cash it. So I'll do whatever he says. Yeah, who cares? Let's celebrate. Give me some bacon. So she makes up some bacon and eggs for you. And even breaks out a little bit of champagne. You guys have some orange juice and uh, mimosas for your little brunch. But uh, how are you feeling about eating this right now after everything you went through? Are you even hungry? No. I mean, I'm thirsty. So I definitely drink. But so hungry. So hungry. (laughs) Um, Pour yourself a mimosa that's like all champagne, like a drop of orange juice in there. I do want to read it, though. <laughs> I want to see, like, what the hell, like, how can that be a play? Okay. After after eating breakfast a little bit and having a couple mimosas, 
She says, yeah, if you want to see it, you know, check it out. And uh, the lines are all very strange, uh, kind of old English sounding, uh, almost Shakespearean. It's kind of hard to tell what they're talking about out of context. And even just one sentence of it at a time, it's hard to tell what's going on. Yeah. I probably just like, hmm. oh, like that's so confusing. But I mean, that's amazing. I just slide it back to her. I don't even think I that she would read the whole thing. Like once, like, you know, six lines are like incohesive yeah, and don't make sense. It's just like, all right, I'm not going to read this whole thing. Give it up on it at that point. Yeah. Like, Good luck with this shit. Oh, your crappy play it has no plot. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys have your little uh, breakfast of alcohol. <laughs> and <laughs> Heather, is there anything you want to do for the rest of the afternoon? Uh, I kind of want to go. I, I want to go to see the crime scene. I know that's weird. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. No. You can. No, I don't want to go near Thompson. I want to be, I want to be near that dude. Uh, gotcha. Okay. All right. That <laughs> makes sense. So, uh, just kind of chill out at home. Watch the news. I want to see, like, if the story pops up and I get more details or, like, if the news has any, like, even outside of the house footage. Uh, I'm still kind of, like, super tired. Well, if you listen to the news on the radio, uh, eventually they do get around to that story again, the same one that Lenny and Walter heard earlier okay. uh, it doesn't give you too much more details into it just that it's you know a ghastly scene i would definitely call the guys i mean because this is the first i'm hearing about the bella grossa like that's we were mm-hmm. wondering where she was before to ask if they've heard it all right who do you call well who had the number walter i probably call walter first because okay. he like knew her mm-hmm. i'm just so, Walter, you have just made yourself a... I'm going to say, before you answer that phone, you've just made yourself a lunch of a very sparse, like, sandwich, like, just some ham and bread, no cheese, no mustard, nothing. And you put it in front of yourself, and you're just kind of sitting there staring at it. You don't even want to eat right now uh, after everything that's happened. And then the phone rings. That was breakfast. And uh, what do you know? It's Heather on the phone. I'm actually kind of relieved to break that train of thought. Uh, morning. Hey, Walter. Afternoon. Uh, have you heard the news? He sighs oh boy. and says, uh, "I, I have, unfortunately, and I, I can't say how sorry I am for all of this." How are you doing? Okay, considering. I mean, I. S- think I saw what I saw yesterday so I mean I'm surprised about the scene but I don't know maybe it's better I never wanted to say that but I never thought I would see my aunt turn into a demon monster so Mm -hmm. I just uh, wanted to see if you heard about uh, Bella Grossa I did sadly yeah I I think Maybe we shouldn't talk about everything on the phone, but uh, yeah, all of it's very troubling, really, um, especially after uh, 
just having called her grief-stricken husband last night, I kind of want to uh, offer my condolences, but uh, my sympathies, whatever. But uh, I suppose never having met him and barely knowing Vanessa Bellagrosso as it is, probably not appropriate, but I thought it came uh, to mind. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, I just wanted to uh, see if you knew, uh, knew that you cared about Millie, too, and... Bella Grossa, I just, uh, that's all. I just wanted to give you a heads up. Yeah, uh, thanks. I, um, I guess I'm still kind of processing most of it, but, um, I have some books at the bookstore. I think, uh, I might try to bury myself in some reading and, uh, see if I can distract myself. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll probably just watch some trash TV. (laughs) Do you know if Lenny knows? (laughs) Have you seen Lenny? I haven't, actually. I wonder, uh, maybe I'll give him a knock, uh, see if he wants to have any coffee or anything. Or actually, I guess I have his phone number. <laughs> I could just call him. Sure, it's freezing out there. You guys are best friends now. So, Walter, I'm going to say that you do give Lenny a call, and uh, you just kind of relay everything that Heather has told you. Lenny, you've already heard everything on the news. Yeah, um... I might have just let it go to the answer machine, yeah. like I tend to do. Yeah, I didn't and really want to gotcha. make... Uh, I listen as he fills me in, but I just lay in the recliner. Um, I probably wouldn't cool. give a lot of details on there. I probably would have led with, uh, hey, it's Walter. Uh, you uh, you want to have some coffee or anything? Uh, Heather just gave me a call. I'd probably leave it at that. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's what you leave on his answering machine. No. Don't know if you call him back or not. See, with the name drop of Heather, it's mm-hmm. like, oh man, was she in trouble? What's she do now? You know, <laughs> watching some fence somewhere. Um, <laughs> well, if you, if you don't, if you don't call him back, I'm gonna call Sunday kind of a wash for everyone. I'll just go a ahead. kind of I'll, I'll, recuperating day. I pick it up, but it's just like a bit too late. Just kind of shrug it off. I you know, brush my teeth real fast and throw on a robe and it's my boots walk out there mm-hmm. and walk across walk and knock you know knock at his door walk over to Walter's house like in the jams <laughs> jams alright so the jammies let him in so I would have called both but I think she's like super sad so she doesn't really want to make she didn't want to make one phone call let alone two and they live right next to each other and I know Lenny yeah. hates the phone anyway yeah. so it makes sense it makes sense yeah. Standing at Walter's door, I got a I got a mug in my hand. It's mostly empty. I kind of finish it as I'm <laughs> Nice. Walter smiles at that. I see you came prepared. Yeah, I figured uh, I missed your call there. I figured I'd just walk on over. He's yeah. probably pretty groggy. Looks kind of beat up. Looks tired. But he always looks tired. Mm-hmm. Sleepy. So, well, uh, let me top your cup off there. He pours two glasses or two well, mug for him and fills his mug. So, uh, what's going on? Everything all right? What's happening? As he sips. Ah, uh, well, uh, Heather had uh, reached out to me. Uh, did you hear the news today about uh, everything that went down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I heard about it. Uh, I can't say I was... Well, I was a bit surprised that that's where Vanessa ended up, but I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that Vanessa got... 
you know, wrapped up in all this, given her proximity to the, uh, the fucking idol. <laughs> it seems you were correct about that. I, I tried warning her that, you know, bad things tend to follow that statue everywhere it goes, but I don't think she really believed in the, uh, the hidden elements. She didn't watch enough movies. But yeah, I, I didn't want to say too much over the phone. I figured I'd just, uh, check in with you in person. Yeah, um, you know, pretty believed that's over. Kind of just uh, was going to keep my head down today. So uh, if there isn't much else going on, uh, I'll probably just be in my chair at home. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, taking it easy is probably the best way to go today. Um, I thought to uh, head into work. I uh, picked up some really weird books lately. I think uh, reading through them might kind of distract me from all that's going on. Yeah, you go, uh, you know, read some books, have a good time there. Yeah, thanks. Bring a pillow. <laughs> Maybe uh, catch you later in the week at the fireside, have some drinks or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, i got to put my nose into work for some of the week, and I assume I'll still be recovering. My back just ain't right. Oof. I heard that. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be around. Road there rolls his shoulder that got bit. Kind of gingerly, looking all stiff. Yeah, so how are you holding up? Wait, hold on, you're not uh, getting hungry or nothing. <laughs> you call me over here to cook me up or nothing, did you? He doesn't look amused by that at all. <laughs> no, we don't even know. We don't even know. We don't know what she was going to do. <laughs> but, okay, well, it's good to see, uh, you know, that you ain't getting too hungry or nothing. Yeah, everything uh, seems okay with regards to that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think about all this stuff. Uh, I'm kind of glad it's over. So uh, we should just let this whole Millie thing blow over and forget about it. He holds his hands up in the air and crosses his fingers, nods, says, uh, "I hope so too." Well, thanks for stopping by, Lenny. I guess uh, it's good to see a face that doesn't have glowing red eyes or sharp teeth. Special effects makeup. Costumes or uh, magic flying powers. He kind of furrows his brow as you say that. He's like, you don't, you don't really still think that was all just like movie stuff, do you? I mean, that guy. I yeah. Uh, I I open my robe, and he, the the shotgun is hanging around my shoulder, tied to a tied to a rope. He's just sawed <laughs> off. I said, well, you know, just in case, uh, you know, I've been I've been wandering around with this. Uh, you know, I don't know what I saw, but I know that that thing, uh, it had a hole in it after that rushing blew him away. So, uh, you know, any I see anything like that, if I see any snow this season at all, <laughs> I'm shooting it. You want to hear the creepiest thing about that? Oh, so we no. took Do that I? guy to the docks, and uh, they had all kinds of surgical tools, and they break open his chest, and I'm thinking he's dead. Then they put his heart in the fire, and the fucker stands up. <laughs> Just for an instant. Me, no fucking way. I, well, you know, uh, the human body is a weird thing. Yeah, but I mean, it, you saw the size of that hole in his... In his, his, his there was no stomach at all, almost. And I, mean, I don't know how gigantism works. Christ, you could have practically reach inside that, that hole and pull the heart out if you wanted to. <gasps> I don't know if you had to cut his heart out with, uh, with the size of the hole in his, uh, in his belly. But uh, whatever you guys had to do, whatever makes you feel better. He shudders a little bit thinking about it more, and he says, you know, I think you were right. Maybe 
Maybe we should just try to forget about all this stuff. Um, I assume those <laughs> Russians stole that statue and they're, uh, you know, they're flying out of the country as we speak. Well, we can only hope. I mean, one of them, maybe. Oh wait. Don't you think one of them, one of the bodies they found? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how one of them survived without the other. And who was it? And then, like, you know, if if they got her, wouldn't the other guy be okay unless she ate him? But I don't, I don't foresee myself looking into this uh, investigation at all. Uh, yeah. I'm stay far uh, away yeah. from it. It's over for me. I think there's going to be a lot of unanswered questions, unfortunately. I think it, maybe it's better that way sometimes, after what I saw. Honestly, uh, I kind of just wish I stayed in last week. <laughs> <laughs> he gives a little half-hearted chuckle and nods. Says, yeah, me too, bro. Me too. Tries to take a little sip of his way-too-hot coffee. Yeah, all right, well, uh, <laughs> thanks for the coffee there. Uh, you know, I'm going to go, uh, I'm gonna go lay, lay back down. You uh, enjoy your books. Thanks, Lenny. Have a good yeah. one. I'll talk to you later. Alrighty. All right, so Lenny, you head home, and we'll call the rest of Sunday kind of uh, just a chill-out day, a recuperating day for you. For me, sure. I'm done. I got the tube on. Yeah, makes sense. Snapping. I mean, you got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. So. yeah. And let's go to Heather... Uh, what are you doing for the rest of the day, Heather? Anything, or are you using it as a recuperating day? Probably just watching the news, like, obsessively. Because I want to know if anybody else okay. is getting hurt out in the world. Here we go. Because I want to know that she was the head honcho. I see. Because, I don't know. I gotcha. So you're you're paying attention, listening for yeah. more of those. And probably quote, reading unquote, into like every story, attacks. like mm, maybe that was one, maybe that was one. It's like, you know, man breaks his leg, and it's like, mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> but how? How did he break his leg? Actual dog attacks are happening, and I'm like, no way. Mm-mm. So you spend the day obsessively listening to the news. And, uh, Walter, are you doing anything else besides recuperating for the rest of Sunday? Yes, actually. He was going to go into work and, um, do a little reading into those books. But I think, uh, at some point he's probably going to decide to just take the books home and do the reading there. Okay. So, Walter, you head into work. And as you get there... You walk in, the little bell dings, and you see at the front register is Headley, and there's some dude in a, like a tweed blazer and, uh, you know, slacks. This older looking gentleman has his hair very combed and very in place, and it looks like he's arguing with Headley over something. As soon as you walk in, Headley looks over to you and goes, Walter, Walter. Can you come here for a second? Of course. He picks up the pace. There's a there's a dude that's that was arguing with him. He goes, "Oh, maybe you can help me out." I'll sure try. Mm-hmm. So what seems to be the problem? 
He says, listen, I have it on good authority that volumes of old books had come in here, um, an old encyclopedia, and <clears throat> I was wondering uh, if I could perhaps purchase them back. <laughs> this guy sounds like he likes books. <laughs> I see. And may I ask how you acquired such information? I spoke to a colleague of mine's uh, brother. I see my colleague has recently passed away. His brother said that he wound up selling the books hmm. and said that he had uh, come here. I see. Well, uh, that's uh, interesting to know. I, uh, in my haste, I had forgot to ask the brother uh, who the deceased uh, was. Uh, what was his name, if you don't mind me asking? Your colleague. I do not have my backstory yet. <laughs> Give me one moment. Wouldn't you rather hear my backstory? <laughs> Who am I, you say? His uh, colleague's name was uh, Raymond Tooley. Raymond Tooley, okay. I say, well, thank you. Uh, and your name? Uh, excuse me, I'm Walter Pendergast, and I extend a hand. As a matter of fact, I've reached inside my pocket produce a business card <laughs> okay so he takes your business card from you he does not shake your hand though Rude. actually as i was reaching or as i was about to extend it i thought to use the uh, hand instead to reach inside my pocket so that's I all see. good okay <laughs> so he takes your business card and he goes well um thank you mr pendergast mm -hmm. do you have any any other information about these books uh, did he introduce himself? Yes, give his name. It says, uh, Rutherford Brightly. And she stepped on the ball. <laughs> I say, uh, well, the books themselves were in a uh, state of poor repair, and uh, currently they are um, being worked on uh, to uh, restore some of the damaged uh, pieces. I figured I'd have them appraised and... Uh, have a second uh, set of eyes overlook them before I began any restoration work. But that also leads me to my next point. Uh, these uh, books, though, perhaps at some point uh, I would be willing to uh, release them for sale. Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm afraid they still need more work before I could uh, get rid of them. It says, sir, uh, um, the condition of the books is not a uh, priority for me. Uh, I simply would like the books themselves. Uh, whatever you had paid for it, I'm sure I could match it. Well, I'm sure you could, as the individual who sold them to me was not aware of their true value. I, on the other hand, being aware of their value, will uh, invest, er, invest the proper time to restore them to the best condition I can. This is two smart people fighting. I feel like this is how smart people argue. <laughs> this, is, this is like a, this is a gentleman's, gentleman's duel. pistols on their side right now. He's about to pull out a silk glove and slap me in the face I with would it. like to instate yeah. finders keepers rules. So. <laughs> what year is your pistol? It says to you, what would you be willing to part with them in the condition that they are now? Well... In addition to their monetary value, 
being that I am also a lover of old books and lost information, I'm afraid I could not put a price tag on it at this time because I have simply not had enough time to ascertain the book's true value. Got him. Sir, you're being unreasonable. Oh? You sound like someone who thinks money can buy everything. And that money is all important. Money may not be all important. However, uh, me obtaining these books is important. I wonder, um... How much of your, or how much of the information contained with these books has your colleague mentioned to you? He says to you, well, we know, I mean, I know everything that's in the books themselves. Uh, we had shared a volume of books together by themselves. Uh, these several volumes that you have are basically worthless, meaningless. Hmm. I mean, to our typical customer who comes in looking for guns and ammo magazines or uh, dictionary, sure. But, I mean, to... To any serious collector, sir, the Speculum Magus uh, does not contain a mere 14 volumes, which I know that you have purchased. The Speculum Magus, my good sir, contains 80 volumes of books. Mm-hmm. And how many of these 80 books have you acquired, if you don't mind me asking? He seems interested and raises an eyebrow at that. He says, just have it be known that I happen to know where the other 66 books are. Hmm. Thinking back to the research I've done... Do I have the first 14, or are they 14 somewhere randomly in that 80? You have the first 14. Oh, shit. So, real quick, Chad, the reason that you didn't know that the Speculum Magus was 80 volumes is because you failed your initial appraisal roll. Yep. So, just wanted to let you know. Also, uh... On well, a side note, um, how many dictionary shoppers do they get a day? I mean, it's like your second example. Probably not a lot. No, no it's it's Center City. I mean, there's got to be students around that probably need that stuff, and maybe they don't, don't know, go to man. the bookstore at school. I don't. For like know. that many dictionaries, probably not the best example. You know, guns but. and ammo. The regular customer who gets guns and ammo or a dictionary. It's an encyclopedia, not a dictionary. What I said about people coming into the bookstore itself, looking yeah, for the, the regular customer. Yeah, I was trying to make it as mundane as possible, but that was just the only thing that came off the top of my head. I'd like to get your dictionary here. Yeah? <laughs> get a mother hat. Get a mother butted. Uh, Rutherford, uh, if I may. It seems you and I have a shared interest in the uh, lost information of the ages, and. Uh, I do think we could do business in the future, but I think today is not the day. Do you perhaps have a business card or some contact information that I might reach you at a later time? He gives a sign and says, oh, very well. And he pulls out a business card. It says on there, Rutherford Brightly, Professor of Anthropology at University of Pennsylvania. Hmm. Says, uh, well, I, I see our... Uh, Shared interest in uh, the secrets of the ages was not uh, misplaced. 
says, um, forgive me, uh, and my, uh, stubbornness. Uh, it's been a trying weekend and, um, I haven't slept much, but, um, I do sincerely, uh, hope that we will be in contact again soon. He says, yes, I as well. Um, again, the sooner that I can get those books, honestly, the better. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, well, there are some things I must do today. It was a pleasure meeting you, Mr. Brightly. I, uh, will speak with you again soon, I'm sure. We shall speak soon, I believe. Those books, by the way, they wouldn't happen to be on site, would they? Uh, no. Uh, the gentleman I mentioned who uh, was doing the appraisal work does not work here, and I gesture around to the books and the <laughs> relatively vacant store other than Headley and I and him. Walter's super sassy in this. I love it. He's fucking bringing the Walter sass. He's like, look around, Bozo. Do you see anybody else that looks as smart as me? (laughs) Oh, that's good. So Rutherford uh, kind of gives a look back around the store. And he goes, quaint bookshop, by the way. One of a kind, I mutter as he exits. Burn. <laughs> George, your face when you make that voice. I can't. I can't. I, I can't do the voice without the it's face. So good, but I just mute my mic for the whole thing. Oh, man. I can't. That's good. I saw. That's one I hell of a character there. I know it's a podcast, but I'm telling you, his face is dead on to the voice that you hear. Uh, I feel like Hulk show uh, again. All right. So, uh, anything else? He kind of uh, uh, wipes his brow in front of Headley, like, man, I uh, wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. And Headley goes, Yeah, that guy was a real piece of work, wasn't he? Sure was. Uh, sorry I had to deal with him uh, before I got here. How long had he been here? Uh, he was here a good 10 minutes, just blasting off about uh, these books that he wanted. Shit. Um, gosh, yeah. Sorry again. Um, yeah, I uh, had acquired some unusual books lately. Um, how's your uh, your Latin there, Headley? He's uh, Latin I'm a little rusty on. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, though I can read some of the basics and speak a bit, um, I'm not quite proficient enough to uh, pour through these books. And um, I'd wondered, uh, do we have anything that might uh, aid in uh, Latin to English uh, translation and also any books on code breaking. Ooh. Uh, give me. Super sweet spy books. I feel like it's the 80s. It might be a thing. Um, Give me a luck roll. Give me a luck roll. (laughs) Let me know how good you pass. There would be some stuff probably uh, on like techniques of World War II. 63 ain't gonna do it. Spy magazine. Okay. Alright. So they definitely have a uh, Latin translation book there. Uh, however, they don't have any real books on code breaking. Okay. No problem there. Um, I say, uh, you know, as much as I hate to, uh, to be facetious, I uh, do actually have those books here and had hoped to uh, remove them from the store. They're quite old if you'd be interested in taking a look before I re- take them out of here. You might be interested in uh, paging through them and taking a look. 
I had no idea there were 80 of them, but uh, we'll have to deal with that in, in time. I think I need to uh, pour through these books and see why they're so important to this gentleman. Rutherford brightly, he repeats as he reads the card over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Headley goes, yeah, let's check them out. Uh, you mind if I go back there and look at them right now? Yeah, sure. Um, is, is it just us two? Is uh, Theodore working today? Uh, Theodore's not there today. Gotcha. Alrighty. But uh, he goes He goes back there, and while you're at the front doing your stuff and uh, looking for one of those Latin translation books, um, he comes back out and he goes, yeah, real, uh, real nice collection there, but it's weird the way that things are like highlighted in it. Sometimes it's whole words, sometimes it's parts of words. I don't know exactly what they were going for there, and some of the scribblings on the side were really weird. Uh, yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I don't suppose you're an astrology aficionado by any chance? He raises a skeptical eyebrow. Alright. He says, uh, no, I don't really follow that kind of stuff. Uh, but Walter, you might know someone who does. Um, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Hmm. Say, uh, he looks around, um, do we have any, uh, boxes or anything I might pack those books up in that I could, uh kind of discreetly uh, take him out of here for all i know that that rutherford fellows sitting out front yeah no problem man. we got plenty of just blank boxes you know laying around sweet well i'm pack them up carefully and uh make sure everything's secure oh son of a bee uh you know what actually uh before i leave with those i'm gonna run down to ritz and pick up those uh pictures of the repaired statue okay going to take you long to get there uh, you can actually just walk it, leave your car parked. That's what I was hoping. And uh, you pick up these pictures, and once again, these pictures are all very grainy looking. Even though you used a higher speed film, uh, it still looks everything's covered in a layer of static. Son of a bitch. And he, um, he puts the pictures down and pulls out the negatives. And do they have a light box here, as they probably would in that time? Oh, yeah, absolutely, they have a light box Is there, there a uh, complimentary loop that's also available to look through and magnify things? <laughs> you can ask for one, and uh, they'll gladly give nice. you one. And then I uh, put that shit up on the light box and look at them things as close as I can. Like, what the hell is going wrong with these things? So you inspect the negatives, and you see that all of the negatives look like they also have like a weird staticky fog on them. Um... What's it been, like maybe a week or so, or maybe more since I developed the first role and now the second? Yeah. Um, I look to the person who uh, is either ringing me out or has already done so. I say, um, mm -hmm. hey, uh, you know, I've had a an unusual um, result with the last two roles of film that I've uh, developed here. Has, uh, has anybody else mentioned any issues with their film coming out fogged or uh, any other roles of film uh, giving you any trouble lately within the last uh, week or so? He says nothing that um, anything that out of the usual, you know, a couple overexposures here and there, but uh, what is it you're having a problem with? Well, if you he gestures to the uh, light box, if you want to take a look, um, I uh, started with, you know, just a standard 400 speed roll of film and uh, the first roll came out grainy so I just thought it was the film and then bought some hundred speed for this attempt and uh, as you can see it's uh, you know weird and unusual um, 
Maybe uh, another variable I hadn't considered. Uh, some of the recent rolls of film that you've uh, developed for your customers, do you know if they also bought the film here? Could it be something like that? Or maybe you guys got a bad batch or mm. something? Since we haven't had any uh, weird complaints about the film itself. And he just, as he's looking at your thing through the loop, he says, did you take this in a dusty room or something? Uh, I mean, it's... I mean, I'm sure there's dust about, but I mean, it's not like a, a very dirty place. I've taken plenty of pictures there before that have come out fine. He says, no, I can't, I can't pinpoint it, but it almost looks like these little, like, staticky marks. And he takes out another loop and holds it on top of mm. that loop. I like your style. Yeah, he's like, it's almost like they're burned into the film. Hmm. <sighs> That's unfortunate, but uh, I appreciate the insight. Thanks. Yes, yeah, um, that's really weird, though. I guess a uh, little side note. Are the 100-speed film uh, pictures any sharper than the 400-speed, despite the graininess in both? Uh, not really. Darn it. Ah, well, you can't win them all. And snaps his fingers and mm -hmm. gets... Uh, he's probably got some pockets that are big enough to hold some four by six pictures so he probably just slips the whole uh envelope into there and thanks the man and gets ready to head on out all right all right so that's what we're going to call the end of sunday something tells me he probably wouldn't be up very late that night even despite probably his best not. efforts to put in some some solid work no, he'd probably give me a latin roll oh yeah does the book help in my attention? No. Oh, you son of a bitch. I'm going to spend three points of luck to pass that. Okay. <laughs> Just barely getting it by. He's like sounding it out phonetically. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're getting it, though. You're getting it. <laughs> you're getting it. You're a little rusty. I, I You feel like the more you do this, the quicker it'll go. That's a good point. Yeah, it's probably been a decade or more since he's had any reason to use Latin for anything. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe not that long, but probably a while. All right, so Walter, uh, you're doing your translations, and eventually you get kind of drowsy-eyed, and you fall asleep face down in the book. And tomorrow morning, uh, Lenny wakes up. And Lenny, you got to go to work today. Yeah, still tired. Getting a hit point back, too. Okay, get that hit point back. Yeah, I uh, do my normal routine, head to work. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe get there a little early. As you head to work, you hear on the radio uh, that mob boss Nicky Scarfo has been convicted and put in jail. Now, Nicky Scarfo is the boss of the whole Philadelphia mafia. Okay. Directly under him is your boss, Chucky Merlino. Uh-oh, okay. So you know that basically Chucky's boss just went to jail. Yeah. And that's what you hear on the way into work. Can't be good. Can't be good for anybody. But, you know, I'm just driving trucks. Hopefully not to Jersey. <laughs> so you get to work. You start off your day like any normal day, punch in. Do your first round of deliveries. But when you come back, you're... Buddy, uh, Bobby Barbadino comes over to you and he says, uh, Hey, um, Skinny Joey wants to see you in his office. 
Okay. Uh, he's been he's been seeing a lot of people today. Mm. All right. Why? What's uh? He see you yet? Says, uh, yeah, but I'm not supposed to talk about it. Well, I mean, I'm about to go up there and do the same thing, right? He's seeing a lot of people, so he's probably doing the same thing to everybody. So uh, what am I walking <laughs> into, man? Give me a persuade roll. The bad one. Fast talk with the daddy. <laughs> Oof, no. No. Negative. If you yeah. want to push it, you can do fast talk. Uh, you know, just like, hey, give me a little heads up, you know, uh, you know, for old pound, for old co worker, buddy of mine. 26 is, I think it's a, that's a hard pass. Yay! Oh, nice. It's good. Right. So he tells you, uh, you know, it's weird. Um, he didn't ask me too much about, like, uh, the job or anything. Uh, he, he, he did a little bit, but kind of just in passing almost. He, he really focused on asking me questions about his dad for some reason. It was weird. Hmm. Huh. All right. But uh, you should probably um, get up there. A little weight off my shoulders. I ain't so worried, but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, headed up there right now. Thanks, bud. I owe you a coffee or something. <laughs> All right. Says, yeah, no problem. And he goes off. Uh, you go out uh, from the, the actual depot into the warehouse building that's connected to it. You go up the stairs to Skinny Joey's office. Uh, you hear the echo of your steps as they go up each stair, and you hold on to that like metal railing that's ice cold right now. You get up to Skinny Joey's office. His secretary, Laura, is there. And she goes, oh, look who it is. Oh, hey there. Uh, uh, how you doing? Hope you're having a wonderful day. Heard the boss called me in, so uh, if, if you don't mind. She goes, yeah, this time you're welcome in. And she opens the door for you. <laughs> yeah, if you ain't going to mace me this time or nothing, you know, I, I think we'll talk to the boss. Gonna, I'm not even going to bother. I'm a little embarrassed about that. Just keep walking by, let myself in. I, I knock first. Give it a little tap tap. All right, you give yourself a little tap tap in here. Yeah, come in. And I walk in. You walk in, and uh, there you see Skinny Joey uh, behind his desk. And it looks like he has a file open. Hey there, what's going on there? Hey, come in. Uh, grab yourself a seat. I do so. He does, and he goes, uh... Lenny, is it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Leonard. Leonard, Leonard. Is it okay if I call you Lenny? Yeah, I prefer you did. He says, Lenny, uh, just a couple quick questions for you. Uh, how many deliveries do you think you make in an average day? Well, uh, you know, uh, I'd give him a number based on my years, my assumption. Uh, you know, like uh, 15. Oh, that, that's, uh, those are good numbers you're throwing up there. Oh, good. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. And he looks like he's writing something down. And he looks back up and he goes, So, um, tell me, uh, what, what, how many other people do you know here at the company? Are you, are you pretty, uh, well, well, uh, known around here? Well, you know, I, I kind of like to keep to myself, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of why I took up, uh, delivery, you know, trucking, while I was alone, so uh, you know I'm friendly, but uh, I don't really know anyone. I would say, 
Not too well. Give me a spot hidden roll. Spot hidden. Give me. Ooh, an 18 sounds nice. Um, that would be just a hard pass. Okay, mark that off. Uh, you're kind of feeling a little nervous right now and kind of looking around the room. You've been, you've been in this office before, and you've seen this picture before, but behind Skinny Joey, there's a picture of him and his dad, Chucky, and they're fishing, and they're holding up like a bass or something and both pointing at it, and they both got cigars in their mouth. Yeah, I've seen that picture a hundred times. Yeah, you've, you've recognized the picture. But next to the sure. picture this time is something that you haven't noticed before. Looks like there is a small potted flower there. It's a dark purple, almost black-looking flower. Hmm. Okay, is a picture of one, or there's a there's no. An it's it's flower. actually there. Okay. It's it's next to the picture of him and his dad. But right. as you take notice of that, he moves on and goes. Uh, goes uh, so um, I see you taking a look at the uh, picture back there. So me and my dad. So, uh, so. It's a great picture, yeah. What do you what do, what do you know about my dad anyway? Uh, you know I know he's my boss. Uh, you know he, he pays the bills. You know signs the checks. Um, you know uh, sometimes uh, you know you interact with your superiors, but I don't oh, know yeah, too yeah, much yeah, about yeah, the yeah. guy. Do you have like a do you have like a rapport with my dad? Uh, you know we're friendly. You know I never had no. a problem necessarily with him. I I would guess. Um, so you, you, would, you, would you consider him a, a, a good boss? Would you consider him a, a good boss, an honest boss? Yeah, he's real, real honest. Say, so is this like, uh, I look around, is anyone standing behind us? Is this like a game or something we're doing here? Or <laughs> is this like a test? He says, uh, no, no. He says, no, of course not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you right. what, uh, why, don't, why don't you get out of here and go back to doing your deliveries, all right? Yeah, all right. Uh... Yeah, I gotta get moving anyway. I gotta gotta get number one out before I can get number fifteen out, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, why don't you get out of here, you knucklehead? Uh, thanks, pal. Uh, sir, you leave Skinny Joe's <laughs> office. He's a pie person. They got him. Yeah. They got to him. The flower potters got him. Yeah, that's. <laughs> All right, I don't trust that flower. Was it a mm, was it an orchid? Give me a natural world roll. You start at 10%. Yeah, you know what? Sat in a couple bathrooms with some better homes and gardens or whatever in it. <laughs> Might have seen one, but uh, maybe I haven't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I can't so think skinny, of a way to push that. Skinny joke. No, I'm not, it's not important terribly, but I did take note that there was a flower. Um, yes. And I don't take him for much of a, a horticulturalist. And... If that wasn't some weird test or a game or we were being recorded, you know, mm-hmm. we were standing behind the door, like when the, when the sweet, like, TV cop was standing there and I turned around, <laughs> then he took his glasses <laughs> off and it was like, yeah! <laughs> okay, so Skinny Joey is not missing. Nope. After all. And he's asking questions about his dad, not di- his father. Did he say father? How did he... He didn't say daddy. He didn't say he didn't. daddy. Pod person. He's a pod person. Got him. <laughs> this is the fucking so Migo, weird. man. The Migo's yeah. got him. 
Dude, what is he <laughs> fucking? What's he doing? Purple flowers oh, or some man. shit? Fucking weirdo. I there was ain't, about to there ain't ask no around. skinny Joey skin suit around in your closet or something there, is it? You need to see a psychic. Fucking pod people, amigo. Sam. Get out of town. You need to see a psychic. Well, you're killing them all off, so I better act fast. Um, all right, so I go. I go back to the garage. Do I see? Um, is there anyone? That's usually around that I see Skinny Joey talking to or being chummy with ever. More so than anyone else. Anyone that would have known where he may have gone last week or seen him with anyone else. Anyone that stays late. There's one guy that's there that's one of the one of the um older union guys that that's been there for a while, little, even longer than you have. Jimmy the Skiff. Unky Jimmy. Yeah, so Jimmy uh, is around pretty often. Uh, he tends to kind of keep to himself, but also talks to Skinny Joey a lot. You see him around Skinny Joey, but doesn't seem to talk to anyone else too much. Um, is he around now? Uh, let's see. Give me a luck roll. <laughs> oh, this is not great. No, close, but there's a guy. Okay, so he's out on a he's out on a delivery right now. Um, okay, I'm gonna uh, just do my thing and. Right, but you go to look at the at the schedule and everything. You see, he's he's due back in a, in a couple hours. Can I look back and see info on last week? Is that paperwork still around by any chance? Within mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Does it have any itinerary on uh, what Skinny Joey would have been doing last week? Uh, Skinny Joey doesn't make deliveries. No. Um, was that guy, uh, what was his name? The older Jimmy dude? the Skiff. Jimmy the Skiff. Uh, was he around like last Friday when I assume, when I assume uh, Skinny Joey was here last? Or I guess when I yeah. saw him last? Yeah. Yeah, all right. He was around then. Then I'll try to meet up with him later. Okay, so uh, you go through your work day, and at the I'm gonna say uh, towards the end of your work day, uh, which is around what five o'clock, something like that. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of your work day, uh, you unhitch your last trailer, and uh, you see Jimmy the Skiff getting ready to punch out. I uh, jog over to him. Hey there, uh, Jimmy. What's going on? Just hoping to catch up with you. It was, hey, uh, what's happening, Lenny? Uh, not too much, you know, same old, same old, I guess, you know, uh, you know, feeling my age a little more every day, right? Anyway. Says, yeah, I hear you, you know, uh, to be your age again, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, forget about it. (laughs) Um, say, you, uh, you talked to Skinny Joey today, he, uh, called you up there to the office. And I heard he called a lot of guys up there. He did. He was, uh, he was acting really weird. It seemed a little weird, like he didn't, didn't know you. I thought it was like a game, like I was getting, uh, about to get fired. He was fucking with me or something. I don't know. You know, he, he said that he did the same thing with me. Oh. I thought, uh, I thought he was joking around or something. You, uh, I got a call from his dad, uh, over the weekend. Said he, uh, couldn't find him. I don't know why he would call me, but, uh. He said, I got that same call, too, and I haven't yeah. seen him for a little while. You know where while. he was at all last week after work? 
he say where he was going or tell you anything? You know, he didn't actually, but it's not the first time he's just kind of taken off without telling anybody. You know anywhere he likes to go or any people he likes to hang out with? Well, he, I know he likes to go to Vegas every once in a while. AC just doesn't cut it for him for some reason. <laughs> of course not, of course not. But you never know with him. He's kind of a wild card. All right, well, uh, yeah, keep an eye out on that. You know, it's uh, kind of weird. Seems a little strange to me. Oh, yeah, you better take it easy. He says, yeah, uh, you too. He punches his card and goes leaves. I do the same. Um, Got to get that paid yeah. conversation in. Yeah. That's from his work talk. We're talking about our boss. It's work talk. That's true. That's uh, your Monday there. Most of your Monday there, uh, Lenny. Let's get to Walter's probably the next one to wake up. Got some business I want to handle early today. Uh, I think I'm going to head to uh, whatever bank excuse me, that he uses and see if he can purchase a large safety deposit box. Ooh, very good. Okay, so you go to your bank and you want to get a safety deposit box. Uh, you're trying to get one for this whole, all 14 volumes? All 14 books, yeah, buddy. All right, they tell you you're going to need seven safety deposit boxes then. Oh, shit. Like, you don't have just, like, one that these will all fit in? Or you got a bigger brand? Have you ever seen a safety to... deposit box? Well, I think, yes, I have, and I <laughs> assume there would be variable sizes, but not exactly knowing how big the 14 books are is probably the variable that I'm missing. They're pretty big. Any uh, quantity discounts for uh, for seven <laughs> of them? Jeez. They say to you there's no you know quantity discount or anything like that, but uh, if you already have an account with them, they'll give you your first safety deposit box for free if you have an account with them. Hmm, okay. Says, uh, well, that's uh, a nice gesture. Uh, what um, what would the total be to rent uh, all six of these per month? I guess, or uh, assuming, that, how do you do? How do you break down the payments? That's going to be three hundred dollars a month. Damn. Um, for that price, I might need to look into a safe. Well. You know, in the interest of time, um, I'll set it up for the first month. With any luck, I won't need it for longer than that anyway, so... Okay. So, when you put these in here, you're only going to have access to them during bank hours. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd still rather have them uh, secured and not have to worry about them when I'm not, you know, actively reading them, so... Okay. Uh, I'll secure them for now and uh, go from there. Okay, so you got a month's worth of safety deposit boxes. Take $300 off of your cash. Yeah, honestly, I think uh, time would be of the essence. So he'd probably, on his lunch break, uh, take the first of those uh, Magus tomes okay. out. And, um, you know, the latter portion of his day, if it were slow at the bookstore, he'd probably be pouring through it. And then, uh, you know, kind of uh, intend to uh, continue on at home. Okay. So you're keeping one with you, but putting the rest in the safety deposit boxes. Yeah, I mean, you can't pour through 14 at a time with these giant Right, that makes makes sense. And I just don't really want to worry about the others if I don't have them with me. Heard that. All right, so you you bring your volume one 
of the Speculum Mages home with you. Uh, what do you do? What are you trying to do with it? You know, come to think about it, I probably should back it up uh, before I would go home. I might need to stop off at the uh, the library. Grudgingly. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you can stop off at the library, uh, where you know you get memories of Millie. Seems like yesterday. And uh, this time I do check with somebody for a little assistance and see if they have any books that could aid in code breaking. Okay. Um, librarian that you check with goes, hmm, that's a... That's Trying to pick up other one. librarians. Uh, let's see if we can find that. The replacement. <laughs> she, had, she leads you to one section of the library that has to do with a lot of uh, reference in math. And she goes, it's got to be here somewhere. So uh, give me a library use roll. You know what? I think I'm going to have to spend 10 points of luck. Okay. All right, yeah. So I'll spend them 10 points, and I guess I'm checking where they bin numbers on the sides of the books. Yeah, and you uh, wind up finding one that's called Unraveling the Codex. Oh, shit. He says, ah, oh, this, uh, this looks like it could be useful, and turns it around to the back, and uh, if there's a little uh, introduction or summary of the book, see if it looks like it'll be what I'm looking for. Uh, it looks like something that just kind of deals with general uh, codes and finding patterns in uh, numbers and words and stuff. So, so. Oh, yeah. Neat. That sounds perfect, yeah. I say thank you. This looks uh, looks like exactly what I need, and uh, head to check on out. Get your you know library card out, mm-hmm. and they stamp you. Nice. And, oh, that's right. Uh, the old stamp. Yeah, big old stamp. Yeah. Like punching a time card. And take that out with you, and uh, you can take that home along with your volume one of the Magus Speculum, or the uh, Speculum Magus. Sorry. So yeah, I'm gonna grab my stuff and uh, head on home. I think uh, hopefully I'll be doing some reading. So make a pot of coffee when I get in and get to it. All right, uh, Heather. Monday, you wake up probably around like noon as usual. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And uh, I don't know what you do with your day, but um, any anything in particular you want to try to accomplish? I don't know why, but I'm still curious, like, if the statue is in the, um, the gallery. But I don't want to die. (laughs) I was thinking about that, too. I just really want to know. Like, I'm not even going to do anything. I just want to look at it. I just want to see if it's there. That's what everybody says. And then they're running down the street with it in their hands before they can remember why they took it in the first place. Doodling pictures of it. While you're di- while you're thinking about this, whether you can or not, um, your phone rings. All right. Hello. Uh, hi, Miss Snakehole. This is Detective Thompson. Hi. How are you? Says, uh, doing well, Miss Snakehole. Again, uh, condolences about your aunt. But um, question: There was some mention about a statue when we first met together when your aunt disappeared initially. Do you have any idea about the whereabouts of that statue? No, I have no idea. You're the detective. 
Got him. <laughs> he goes, yes. Uh, uh, I mean, you got me there, I guess. But uh, if you, again, if you find out anything about, you know, the whereabouts of anyone that was supposed to have contact with your aunt that night or perhaps the whereabouts of the statue, just let me know. Give me a call back and uh, thank you again. And uh, hangs up with you. <laughs> You're the detective. Mm. I'm gonna use those fight points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go fisticuffs with Thompson. Punch him right in his fucking glasses. Oh, and you hang man. up. Are you kind of brooding there a little bit? Oof! Now I don't know if I want to go. Your phone rings again, though. After uh, you just hang it up, and you're kind of feeling pissed off because I, of Thompson. Yeah, and definitely. I'm like, hello. Yeah, you pick it up again. <laughs> hello, and you hear, Heather, it's your mom. We need to set up arrangements for uh, Aunt Millie's funeral. We're gonna end the episode there. Oh, I like that. Oh, her mom's exactly like mom. her boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's do. Uh, it's been a couple episodes, so let's do the luck rolls. Uh, remember, first roll, first roll your d hundreds, and uh, yep. if you get higher than your current luck, you get to get back one d ten luck. All right, I'm sorry. Which one's the d hundred? The one like with a billion. D hundred is the, the, the double. D ten. That's twenty. The two dice together. Yeah. Okay, the thank you. The one through ten okay. dice. You gotcha. Want the ones that I'm always rolling, right? All right. I, ro- yeah. I rolled low. Okay. Yeah. Increase. You so. want to roll high on this one. <laughs> Thirty-seven. Not good. Is that lower than your luck? That's that's lower than your luck. Yeah. Right? You want to go high? Oh, that's good. Oh, it's good. No, you don't. No, no, no. That's I'm not sorry. good. I missed it. Yeah. You don't. You don't get to add any luck. God damn it, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I so love Rollsies. Four back. I'll take it. All right. All right. Well, guys, uh, throwing these away too. <laughs> Talk to your dice all first. you want, guys. <laughs> they might help you better out next time. But until then, remember, sanity is overrated. was a nasty he, fucking head. He was not he was not a great dude. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> no. know the man can shake some things that people didn't shake at the time though, you know? That's true. I heard about Tom it. Jones said he wiped his butt when he pooped with a towel in the like the backstage room that they were sharing. But he's like such a hick and he just like wiped his poop off with a towel. It's in his it's in his book. Is that why he wore a cape? Just in case he got a wipe. <laughs> That's so gross. That's pretty gross. Yep. <laughs> this is the king. He doesn't use toilet paper. He uses mm-hmm. towels Mm-mm. and then throws his shit towels on the floor. <laughs> well, he's the king. He doesn't need to pick it up. Like, I kinda hope this for. is all a lie too. So that it might be, it might be. This is all getting this is all at the end of this episode, by the way. This is the cliff that's going at the end. Oh, no. Oh, man. Just Elvis slanders. <laughs> yup. Just in time for his new movie. Like karate Man.
Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.